slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to talk about on today's show. Today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. First off, we will be discussing the season that Jordan Eberle had and his playoff uh, performance as well. And then, where does Eberly fit into the Islanders moving forward? We also, of course, have our Islanders' birthday of the day and the latest news concerning free agency and the New York Islanders. And, you know, still pretty quiet overall on that front. But uh, we are certainly keeping our ears and eyes open to give you the latest news as it happens. If you've got an Islander subject or topic that's on your mind, please feel free to contact us via email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. One piece of general hockey news that I wanted to discuss, uh, an announcement being made. Doc Emmerich, the legendary voice of NBC Sports uh, hockey presentations, has announced that he will be retiring from broadcasting. Uh, Emmerich, 74 years old and quite honestly one of the nicest guys in the business, uh, Called some great historic games because of the Islanders' uh, lack of multiple playoff appearances during his heyday. Uh, Not as many Islander games, perhaps, as we'd like. Uh, But Doc has called more than 3,750 professional and Olympic games and 22 Stanley Cup finals. So we certainly wish Doc well. And look, I've had the pleasure of speaking to him and meeting him many times in the press box, and rarely will you find a classier, more generous individual with his time than Mike Doc Emmerich. So certainly we wish Emmerich well and uh, wish him all the best as he heads out. And, and, you know, a great little uh, quote coming from Emmerich saying that the loudest ovation he ever heard was inside the Nassau Coliseum after the Islanders scored the game-winning goal in Game 3 of the opening round back in 2015. So, uh, 
It's a John Tavares overtime winner against Washington in that playoff series. And his quote is, inside Nassau Coliseum, I never heard a louder ovation. I can't recall a louder ovation than when John Tavares scored an overtime winner against Washington in the playoff series the Isles had there. So, you know, when they did a conference call with Doc Emmerich and they were asking him about the loudest building, where is it? Well, of course, it's the old barn. And again, you know, Doc Emmerich didn't call as many games there as he did, let's say, in Chicago or Boston or Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. But certainly, Doc Emmerich giving the Islanders and their fans their just due by indicating that, yeah, it was the Nassau Coliseum that was the loudest place that he ever heard a crowd. And you know what? I think considering how many games he called for the Devils over the years as their play-by-play guy and then the national and international games, Islander fans definitely have a lot to be proud of that it's Doc Emmerich uh, saying that it's Islander fans more than anybody who have their place in his memory out of all those thousands and thousands of games that it's the Islander fans at the old barn who made the most noise that he ever heard. Also, a very uh, nice piece on Islanders.com, the official website of the Islanders, which is actually NHL.com slash Islanders, with the captain, Anders Lee, and Lee talking about a number of different things, including his optimism that there will be a season for the NHL this year moving forward, and we all certainly hope for that, with January 1st still being the league's target date. But one thing that really struck me uh, about what Anders Lee had to say was his discussion about what it was like when the Islanders returned back from the bubble after they had been eliminated by the eventual Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning and the fact that the fans were there waiting and cheering. And he talked about how special that moment was for him and his teammates because of what the fans mean to the players and what the franchise really means to both the fans and specifically to Long Island in general. So uh, really a touching, very nice little uh quote there from Anders Lee, and I think it speaks volumes about the overall relationship over the years and specifically now between the Islanders and this the fans on Long Island and in the metropolitan area. Uh, I, I think that obviously that bond was probably its strongest during the Stanley Cup dynasty years and shortly thereafter. Uh, got more intense again when the team got good again. But now, two strong playoff runs, uh, including their longest run since uh, since 1993 this year, certainly reinforcing and strengthening that bond once again. And that's only good news for the Islanders and their fans. All right, we've got a lot more to get to. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day. Plus, we're going to look ahead at Jordan Eberle, what his 
season was like, his playoffs, and his future with the team. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Well, I know a lot about hockey, but can't say I know a lot about cars. And it's always frustrating for me trying to buy auto parts from a chain store. You know, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics or do-it-yourselfers. But, you know, you could solve that problem because rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. Rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do, there is no membership, there's no account logon, and RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything for your car from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, you'll get everything you need in a few clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We all face issues, we all have our wall, but how are you going to break through yours? Whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, break through it with Go Every Day. Comes in easy to take one and a half ounce packages, you could just put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Put it in your golf bag to power through that back nine, or put it in your pocket to take it wherever you go to get you through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's all natural, so it's better for your body. Comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Now, collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It's also loaded with good stuff to ignite my work, like beta-alanine, vitamin B3, honey, and a little kick of caffeine. Built Go keep, then kicks to keep me going strong. It's also got vitamin B6 and vitamin B12 and collagen, which promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. You know, this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll receive 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, so it's time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And to, to actually tomorrow will be the 53rd birthday of former Islanders winger Bill Berg. Berg was selected by the Isles in the third round of the 1986 NHL entry draft. That was the 59th pick overall. And Berg was always more of a checking forward, a defensive forward. Uh, made his Islanders debut in the 1988-89 season, scoring a goal and two assists in seven games. Came up for good in 1990-91 and then remained with the Islanders through the 1992-93 season, where midway through that year, he was traded to the Maple Leafs, later played for the Rangers and the Ottawa Senators before retiring after the 1998-99 season. 546 career NHL games for Berg, 55 goals, 122 points. 
add 61 postseason games, three goals and seven points in those. We're going to go back and look at one of Bill Berg's better games with the Islanders. How about this one? January 29th, 1991 at the old Hartford Civic Center. Cue up Brass Bonanza as the Islanders with Jeff Hackett in goal, taking on the Hartford Whalers with Peter Sidorkowitz in between the pipes. And this one got off to a good start for the Islanders. We had, first of all, Mick Vakoda, of all people, getting the Islanders on the board with his second goal of the year. David Volek and Pat LaFontaine with the assists at 16-28. Less than a minute and a half later, Mick Vakoda getting into a fight with Jim McKenzie of Hartford. And uh, that was certainly uh, par for the course for Vakoda. In the second period, the Islanders add to their lead. Pat LaFontaine gets his 27th from David Volek at 339 to make it 2-0 Islanders. And then 20 seconds later, it was Brent Sutter, his 17th from Pat Flatley, and it was 3-0 in favor of the Isles. Then with, with the Islanders shorthanded, Defenseman Jeff Norton was off for cross-checking, but Brent Sutter came up with a shorty, his second of the game, 18th of the season. Wayne McBean and David Volek with the assist at 10:25, and the Islanders' lead was now 4-0. Bill Berg increased it to 5-0, his sixth goal of the year. Pat LaFontaine and John Tucker with the helpers at 13:31, And then with Carrie Wilson of the Whalers off for interference, uh, Pat LaFontaine notches a power play goal, his 28th second of the game. David Volek and Jeff Norton with the assists. And then a little more than a minute later, Derek King, his 13th from Brent Sutter. Islanders in command of this game. They had a 7 to nothing lead at the end of two periods. Whalers got on the board midway through the third to break the shutout. Sylvain Cote, his second from Ron Francis and Rob Brown at 10.56, but John Tucker put the finishing touches on this one for the Islanders, his second from Ray Ferraro and Jeff Norton at 18.50. Final score, Islanders with an 8-1 road win over the Hartford Whalers. Jeff Hackett, 30 saves to earn the win for the Islanders. Pat LaFontaine leading the team with two goals, and two assists in this one. Brent Sutter, two goals, one assist. David Volek, four helpers. But for the Islanders, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bill Berg, a goal, a plus one, and two shots on goal. Of course, it was Pat Flatley leading the way with five shots for the Islanders. They were outshot 31-26 to in this game. But some great shooting and some great goaltending. Islanders win it 8-1 to as we celebrate our Islanders' birthday of the day one day early, but it's uh, certainly happy 53rd birthday to St. Catharines, Ontario native Bill Berg. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll be back to discuss Jordan Eberle, his season, a lot of controversy surrounding Eberle, and whether or not he really was Worth being a first liner for the Islanders. We'll talk about Eberly's season, his postseason, and his future 
More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we are back here at the Locked On Islanders podcast. We continue our conversations analyzing every Islanders player who appeared in at least one game for the team this past year. We look at their season that was, how they did in the playoffs, and their future today. Jordan Eberle, the first uh, line right winger who turned 30 years old during the this year in May. And, you know, a mixed bag for Eberle this season. And I sort of uh, go back and forth about Eberle. He finished the regular season with 16 goals and 40 points in 58 games. So he missed 10 games that the Islanders uh, played in. But more importantly, uh, you know, 58 games, 40 points, not quite what you want from your first line right winger. And you, you just sort of hope that he would have given you a little bit more than that over the course of the year. You want the guys on your first line to be around a point a game over the course of the season. And Eberle's clearly not that close to it. And, you know, 40 points in 58 games, if you prorate that to an 82-game schedule, maybe he's in the low to mid-50s in points. And that's, again, not really what you want. Now, the good news is that is a big increase over what he did the year before where he played in 78 games and had only 30 seven points, 19 of them, of course, being goals. And you really are looking for more consistency from Eberly because he tends to, you know, have some hot streaks and then cool off. And look, a lot of goal scorers tend to do that, but you look at Eberly and, you know, he'll, he'll get a situation where he has you know, six points in five games, and then he'll go five games without a point. Did that in December uh, of this year. Then again, you know, he had his hat trick against the Detroit Red Wings on February 21st, which was a a big game and, and a game the Islanders really needed to win. And that started another streak for him where he had points in, you know, eight of nine games or 10 of 12 games to, to finish off the regular season, and then, you know, he can go dead quiet and dead cold also for five or six games at a time, and, and you know, the Islanders just need more consistency from him, and in the playoffs, I think he did a, a little bit better, perhaps, this year, 22 games, 14 points, five goals, nine assists, got off to a really good start in the postseason, had that two-goal game in Game 2 when the Islanders beat the Florida Panthers. That put the Isles up 2 to nothing, put Florida on the brink of elimination. That included the game winner in that contest. And, you know, he had another game winner in the, the last game the Islanders won, Game 5 against Tampa Bay. That was in overtime. That was a very big deal. But, again, the inconsistency that Eberle showed at, at times where he, he just would go three games without a point and very long without a goal. 
Here's the thing. Against Washington in the last four games of that series, and then against Philadelphia, uh, no goals in that entire 11-game span, but he was getting a decent amount of assists. So it's sort of a mixed bag with Jordan Eberle. Is is he willing to play defense? Yes. Does he back check? Yes. Is he outstanding at that? No, not really. But at least he is willing to play that role and do his job. And look, you know, there were some games he had five hits in game one against Tampa in that playoff series. Isn't afraid to get physical at times. Will occasionally go out there and block a shot or two. And, you know, you can't fault Eberly's effort. You can question the results. You could say that he can be more consistent. Certainly you want him healthier. Ideally, ideally, as we sort of look forward with Jordan Eberly, if the Islanders get that sniper that everyone has been talking about, if somehow they acquire a Patrick Lanay or someone who is a 30 to 35 goal scorer, I think on a good team with that sniper in the lineup, Jordan Eberle is ideally a second line winger. And you put his numbers from this year or last year on the second line as opposed to the first, you're in very good shape. You get 40 points in 58 games from your second liner. Even then, I think I would like closer to 45 or 50 points. But, you know, I can handle 16 goals and 40 points in 58 games from a second line winger, certainly from a third liner, but I don't think Eberly really fits that mold very well. But from a first liner, it's a little bit of a disappointing uh, situation. And when you look at the amount of money that the Islanders are paying Jordan Eberly, you certainly want to get a little bit more bang for your buck, as they say, uh, from him than what the Islanders have been getting. So I, I think Eberly is better suited to be on the second line rather than the first, but, uh, I still think he's capable of rebounding next year and having a season that would get him closer, closer to that point-a-game level. Now, he hasn't really gotten there since 2011-2012. And again, that sort of just reinforces why I want Eberly to be a better fit on the Islanders' second line than on the top line. If you have a, an opinion, please feel free to email us or or send us a tweet with regard to that, and we'll certainly be willing to, to listen to what you have to say. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, we have a new show that drops every Monday through Friday around 12.25 a.m., just after midnight, so night owls can listen before bed, early risers. If you subscribe to the show, it'll be waiting in your inbox when you wake up in the morning. Uh, also, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.